Could Mike Gusecki be the game changer in the New England Patriots passing game in 2023? It's not as crazy as it sounds. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for starting your week in style here on Locked On Patriots as your first listen. Remember, we are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. And of course, a special shout out to all of you Locked On Everydayers, all of you loyalists, those of you who make Locked On Patriots possible unending appreciation to you, honored and humbled as always by your support. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing some much-deserved love to that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And of course, it is Monday. Might not be Mock Draft Monday any longer, folks, but... The hashtag is still in effect. It is Locked On Murph Monday, and the Big Green Man is going to be joining me here in just a moment, because today here on the pod, we're going to be talking about the New England Patriots' biggest needs still on this roster. The 2023 NFL Draft is in the books, as is the first wave of NFL free agency. So the New England Patriots now are starting that next phase of trying to build a roster, getting these guys to play together on the field and get them into condition during the offseason. So that way, when minicamp begins in June, this team is ready to take that next step. There are still some deficiencies on this roster, and Murph and I are going to be breaking those down for you today, what we feel is the Patriots' biggest need on offense and on defense. So stick around. You are not going to want to miss this one. But one position that the Patriots might be better suited at than some of the agenda-driven contrarians out there is the tight end position. Hi, Claire. I know we're talking a little bit of tight endage. She's definitely excited. But at the same time, folks, I think there's a lot to be excited about about this team, especially at this depth position. In fact, I think that one of their free agent acquisitions might have helped to make their passing game even better because Mike Gusecki has apparently had enough of working against a Bill Belichick-led defense. First meeting with the New England media since signing his one-year deal with the team back in March happened last week. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there. Several of my colleagues were, and Mike was very forthcoming, very jovial, and seemed to be very excited about playing in New England. Quoting Mike verbatim here, quote, definitely glad I don't have to be facing those guys, meaning Patriots defense, anymore. And he said that with a big smile. But all kidding aside, Mike was very excited, I think very intrigued by the prospect of him being able to come in and really add a dimension to this offense that the Patriots simply did not have in 2022. After spending his first five seasons with the Miami Dolphins, Gusecki, of course, signing here as an unrestricted free agent, a lot of people have likened it to a prove-it deal, meaning simply that he's coming in on one year. Is he going to be worth the investment for more years down the line? 
or is this a one and done situation where he goes and gets his bag of money elsewhere or the Patriots decide that, you know what, you know, we're just not going to resign you. It just wasn't a proper fit. He made it very clear, though, that he far from settled when deciding to play in New England. That seems to be a narrative that's out there, that he had no other alternative. New England was the only one that was going to offer him a contract. I don't believe that at all. Uh, he knew the history behind this team. He knew what he was getting himself into. He even said uh, several times that he has a ton of respect for the way things are run in New England, the tradition, the coaching staff, the opportunity. Quote, unquote, he said several times, I'm happy to be here. And you want to hear that in a young tight end that's coming in that's going to be a big part of your offense in the upcoming year. Now, on the surface, Gusecki's signing, it really immediately upgrades their offense. Uh, they're, once again, adding a dimension that they just did not have last season. Jonu Smith, for all of his abilities, just was simply, one, not used correctly here in New England, and second, maybe not the right logistical fit that a lot of people thought he would be. Gusecki is a much more gifted pass catcher. There's no question about that. 62.4% of his passes were caught by him when he was in Miami. 18 of them went for touchdowns. Possesses the size, the speed to be effective as a receiver out of the slot or even out wide. And it's interesting that a lot of people are talking about him as a potential solution in the slot. Because I think this is where he can be most effective. The Patriots might be best served if Gusecki is working in the middle of the field. That's the area that I think they're going to have the most difficulty adapting to this year without Jacoby Myers. Mac Jones relied very heavily on Jacoby in the middle of the field to get the yardage that he needed and a sure-handed guy to make the catches. Jacoby's out in Las Vegas now. He's not coming back through that door. So even though Mike is not technically a receiver, he does have the at least somewhat speed and agility to kind of give you what Jacoby gave you. He's not going to equal that, but I think he can help to fill the void in the slot. And when you look at the current mold of the Patriots offense with two pass catching options, one at tight end ex exclusively, probably Hunter Henry there, and then Gesicki kind of playing that hybrid, they can stay in 12 personnel with the one running back and the two tight ends. That's what Bill O'Brien loves to run, folks. So expect to see it. And I think that could be at the core of his offensive identity coming up this season. Gasecki fits that perfectly. Henry can be attached to the offense. Don't forget, he's going to be in the line as the prototypical wide tight end that he is. And Gasecki can play in the slot. And that gives you the option to take guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, Devontae Parker. Rotate them all on the outside. Juju's going to get some time in the slot as well without any question. Maybe even give Demario Douglas, the rookie, an opportunity to kind of slot in and get some reps there. Keishon Butte could be a guy that could factor into this. Patriots have a number of pass-catching options that, if they reach their potential, could really make this passing game a lot better than people are expecting. I'm not saying that they're going to rival some of the top pass-catching teams in the league, but I also don't think the doom and gloom that's surrounding them is necessarily all that warranted. Give these guys a chance to gel on the field, especially under a Bill O'Brien offense, and I think you're going to like what you see. But you can't forget Mike Gusecki's prowess in the red zone. That's where he's going to truly shine. Patriots tight ends only found the end zone 15 times over the past four seasons. Hunter Henry was responsible for nine of them in 2021. Of course, as we already said, Mike Gusecki, 18 in that span. So he's beating everyone else on this roster. Pats have nowhere to go up. And Mike is actually aware of this as well. 
He wants to reestablish himself as one of the better red zone threats in this league. That's going to be made a little bit easier by playing for Bill O'Brien without any question about it. Uh, we talked to him a little bit about that last week, and he, again, was very complimentary about Bill said it's exciting to get into the meeting rooms, hear how things are going. Uh, he's excited to gel with him and get things going in the passing game and get this offense to work. So even though there is a change in strategy a little bit for the Patriots, Mike Gusecki is coming in and saying all the right things and doing all the right things. And one of those things that he's doing, folks, is forming a good bond with his quarterbacks. Mac Jones especially had some very complimentary things to say about Mac. As a matter of fact, he actually stayed with Mac when he was first here doing some of those uh, some of those informal throwing sessions. And it was a great experience. You know, he said he's a very cool dude, cool personality, love the energy that he brings to the throwing sessions, great arm, accurate, all that stuff. Um, you can make the argument that he's being paid to say this or that. He's not. He is signed as a member of the Patriots, but he doesn't have to be forthcoming with these pieces of information. Uh, he wasn't asked specifically to praise Mac Jones. He was simply asked about his impressions of the offense and gave it based on what he felt was important parts and important pieces of information that needed to be known. So take that for what you will. Um, at the same time, he's building the relationship. He's building the chemistry with these guys. And even though they've only participated in a couple of throwing sessions to date, Mike sees potential in this offense. And we talked about this with Juju Smith-Schuster last week. These guys are seeing seedlings of a very good, very well-run offense in New And that is something that I think a lot of people are going to be ecstatic about, especially after everything that happened last year under the Matt Patricia and Joe Judge regime that just did not work out. And I know everybody tried their best, but it just was a failed experience. So everyone moves on, and now the Patriots are moving on as well. And Mike Gusecki is apparently happy to be catching passes from Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Great for the guys to gain camaraderie and get work. And they will continue to do that as the Patriots open rookie minicamp at the end of the week. Might some of the veterans drop by just to lend their wisdom and counsel? Well, that's a possibility. But even though Mike Gusecki's addition is not going to solve all of their problems, the addition of guys like Juju Gusecki shows that a new day is coming for the Patriots offense in 2023, and their tight endage room might end up being the reason why. Hi, Claire. <laughs> Bottom line, folks, we are looking forward to the season if you're a New England Patriots fan, but what areas still concern you? Well, Murph and I are going to give our thoughts on that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, today's episode brought to you by our good friends over at Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built. Folks, you've got to try this. I don't know how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories on average, but 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box because for years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. You can still get all your favorites at Built.com, but if you're near a Walmart, walk in up to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. Even better, if you're near a Sam's Club, you can walk in and get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff and churro puff. Don't delay. Do it today, and you can thank me later. Visit our friends at Built.com 
or get your built bars at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Patriots fans, thank you once again for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend with us here on Locked On Patriots. Remember that Locked On Patriots is available on all platforms, so make sure to subscribe so that way you do not miss a single episode. You'll get a notification as soon as one is available. And it may not be Mock Draft Monday anymore, folks, but that does not mean that the hashtag Locked On Murph Monday has gone away. It is never going away. It is always going to be here because Mondays belong to this man right here. My good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, opens the week in style as he always does here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship, and thank you for joining me today, Don Murphy. Oh, fantastic. fantastic. I'm a little bummed out. Yeah. A little bummed out, man. Uh, gonna, gonna, gonna. We we had to vault up the the mock draft Mondays, and it's always so much fun. But folks, Mike's got something really good in store for you. You know, he, he announced on <laughs> Friday that we're gonna start doing mailbag Mondays with Murph. That's gonna be a blast, man. I can't wait till we get into that. But today, Absolutely. today we get we got something else on the schedule. We definitely do. And yeah, keep a sharp eye out, folks, for Mailbag Mondays. The first call, who knows, it might even be this week. So be sure yeah. to stay locked into Locked On Patriots. Give us a follow on the Bird app at LO underscore Patriots. And you know Murph and I are going to be promoting it. So follow M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. Follow Team Murph 207. And we'll be sure to give you the very latest when it comes to Locked On Patriots. But you know, Murph. The first wave, the major wave of free agency is now in the books. The 2023 NFL draft is now in the books. The Patriots have even added a handful of undrafted rookie free agents. Mini camps still a little bit of ways away, but OTAs are right on the horizon. The New England Patriots roster is going to start to take shape, and we're going to start to get an idea of what this team actually looks like. A lot of upgrades have been made, some changes that will be made throughout the season, some good, maybe some not so good. Yeah, I don't mean to be a negative person today, but we figured what we do is take a look at what the Patriots' biggest needs are in this roster right now. And Murph, you and I both have been very vocal about positions of need before for the New England Patriots. So let's start on the defensive side of the ball because, you know, defense wins championships. Got to build a strong defense. Pat's defense was among the tops in the league in several major categories last season. Didn't have a whole lot of reinventing of the wheel that was going to be needed in New England in order to get this team on track. And they didn't. They essentially ran back the same crew that they had last year. Even guys that I did not expect them to resign, like Mac Wilson, um, you know, Raekwon McMillan. Uh, I did expect guys like Daniel LaQuale to find their way back into the fold. Um, obviously, Jelani Tavai was given an extension earlier on in the season. These are yeah. players that fit the Bill Belichick mold, made some additions also, through the draft, Marte Mapu coming in now, probably a hybrid linebacker there. Uh, Keon White definitely is going to factor in. But as we all know, Murph, you know, the biggest upgrade to the defense is Christian Gonzalez pick and yeah. number 17. He definitely is going to revolutionize that cornerback room. You know as well as I, though, that Bill Belichick never feels he's dealing from a position of strength. He's always going to look at the roster and see where improvement is needed. When you put on your Belichickian crystal ball goggles, my friend, what are you seeing in this team? What area of this team still concerns you a little bit, a little bit, and where do you think they need to go from here to maybe add another body or two just to make sure that they're as strong as they need to be for 2023? The Patriots still need a center fielder here. Mm. A proven center fielder at safety with um, 
I know that there are a lot of moves that could be made, you know, a lot of interchangeable pieces, but uh, replacing a, a, a ball player of Devin McCourty's um, stature back there is, is not going to be a one man job. And while uh, Bill has a lot of moving pieces, a lot of those chess pieces that everybody's waiting to see what he does, does with, uh, I think another person back there, a good quality um, uh, veteran, you know, to bring, because this is still, you know, they're, they're, it, it's still kind of a young group. There's some vets back there, but bringing in somebody else um, that, that is strictly a center fielder could be a, uh, a real boom to this uh, Patriots defense that was, that was just so lights out last year. Um, I think what they've done up front has been, has been really cool. Uh, a, a little bit outside of the box from from the way that that we were thinking that they were going to attack this draft, uh, but you know they they got another guy that could play on the edge. They've got a guy, they brought a guy in that that could possibly uh, play both linebacker and safety. But it, it's it's the free safety that we need. You know we got the lockdown cornerback cornerback. They brought back uh, Jones. Now let's go take care of a safety. Let's see who's out there. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that is definitely near the top of my list. It's not at the top of my list, folks. No. I'm going to give you my thoughts in just a moment, but let's stay on the safety position for just a second because I think you make a very interesting point. Devin McCourty is not someone that you're going to replace overnight. As a matter of fact, it may take two or three years before you start to really see what the free safety position is going to look like long-term for the Patriots. Yep. If they found their guy or... If this is a work in progress and they're going to continue to search to find someone that can be the type of traffic director and the type of leader that Devin McCourty was back there, not an easy task. No. Uh, I'm just going to say it. I mean, I don't think you're going to find anybody with that total package ability that Devin had, but someone that can come in and play the free safety position. When you look at the Patriots' safety depth chart right now, that depth chart is definitely talented. Kyle Duggar, Jalen Mills, Adrian Phillips, Jabril Peppers. All four talented players. I think any team in the National Football League would love to employ any one of those four. And yep. wherever they fall on the depth chart, you definitely would love to have guys with that type of skill set in the room when you're ready to have those meetings in the defensive backfield. Something that, again, just does not sit right when it comes to the New England Patriots is their lack of a true free safety in that yep. backfield. Everyone is assuming that Jalen Mills is going to be able to step in and play that role. Um Jalen, I think, is a little bit more of a thumper than people realize. He's someone that can play the safety position. He did it very yep. well in Philadelphia, and I think this is a great positional move for him. I love Jalen's game. This is in no way a knock to Jalen Mills. But, but who's at the same after? time, exactly. That's that's the point. Where's exactly. where's the next man up? Who's my yeah. next man up? I got a name. You got a name, Mike? Yeah. Uh, for the next man up for that one? Well, I'll let yeah. you go ahead and take this because okay. you're the guest. <laughs> <laughs> I really like John like I Johnson. I got out of that one? <laughs> <laughs> I really like uh, John Johnson in this in this spot. You know, uh, he of late of uh, the Cleveland Browns, they mm -hmm. he was in the – he signed a four-year, $40 million contract with him three years ago, and they've decided to, to go the, uh, the draft route and to bring in somebody else, save themselves a little money. But I think that he's somebody that could go back, come in, come in here on a one-year deal, maybe a one-year plus an option deal. We'll see what happens there and really solidify that back end. He, he'll bring that um, that veteran leadership to the uh, 
to the room and uh, veteran knowledge to uh, to Gerard Mayo and uh, his defense. Yeah, very good point. And I like that uh, addition. And I definitely think that it's something that will intrigue the New England Patriots. Don't forget, there is another wave still to come here, folks. Uh, Miguel uh, was very eloquent in how he outlined exactly what the Patriots need to do financially, not only to maintain operational costs, but also be aggressive in adding another body or two if they feel this roster needs an upgrade to compete with. With what everybody's saying is just the stacked AFC and uh, the Patriots are essentially being, you know, left by uh, the, the roadside. But um, I wouldn't be so quick to count this roster out, folks. Not no. just yet. Let's see how they look on the field and let's see what they do uh, when it comes to uh, putting a team together. And let's get a few training camp practices. Let's get a couple of preseason games even in before we yeah. start to write the epitaph for the New England Patriots in 2023. <laughs> um Murph, atop my list of needs or concerns for the New England Patriots, I still say, and this is going to surprise some people, but I still say is the interior of the defensive line, only because I'm not sure what their plans are for Lawrence Guy. We know that the contract situation presents itself in an area where New England may look to shed some you know, salary, try to recoup some cap room. Maybe it's coming to the point where Lawrence is ending his time in New England. Uh, Do they cut bait? Do they try to put him on the trade market? Are they going to commit to him in the middle part of that um, uh, interior of the defensive line? Because if that's indeed the case, then I think you're looking at Keon White coming in here and being a type of run stopper that I think you're going to see him be in the first maybe one, two seasons before he settles into his spot on the edge. Because I still think he's such a raw talent at that position. It's going to be tough to anoint him as a five-tech right out of the gate. Yeah. There's been a lot of confusion here on Locked On Patriots. A lot of people thought that I had projected him to come in and be a five-tech player the moment he steps on the field in Foxborough. Right. That's not the case, folks. No. I do not think he will be. Um, I never did. I think he end up – that's where I believe he will end up. I think yep. he has the tools to be a five-tech player. I think he will be in shorter order than a lot of people are saying, but not going to happen this year. So if that's the case and Lawrence Guy's um, future in Foxborough is on the rocks right now, where does that leave guys like Sam Roberts, Daniel LaQuale, Carl Davis is still a member of this team as right. well. How do you fill those different types of positions? Do the Patriots want a more permanent solution? Do they go in-house? I don't think they add another body by free agency, but the reason why this area is a concern is because I think all of the in-house options they have right now are not solidified beyond Devon Godchow and right. um, Christian Barmore, who I think is the most stable member of all of those guys that I just mentioned. Oh, yeah. What are your thoughts on the interior of the offensive line? Am I am I panicking a little too much? I, I like the people that, that are there, but no, no, we're on the same page. It, mm-hmm. it, it can't hurt to add, a, add another uh, body into the mix. Let's see what's happen, happening uh, through camps. Who, who, who gets caught, cut, who doesn't? Uh, who's not working out with with their new defensive coordinators? You you just never know what's mm. going to happen. And and like I said, there 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 are a few guys out there right now. I mean, Shelby Harris is still out there. Mm. Michael Brockers is still out there. Uh, the Dominican Sue do not do that to me. Okay, um, the Linval Joseph, you know, of the you know. I think he's 104 years old right now, or I, I could be exaggerating a little bit. Christian Covington is is out there. Um, so there there are options, and there are more that are going to come up. But no, I, I'm right there with you. Um, when you're dealing with 
the the size and strength of the human beings that are slamming each other uh, time after time, uh, snap after snap at these mm-hmm. positions on both sides of the ball. You need depth there. So no, no, you're you're not jumping the gun. You're you're not a nervous Nelly, bud. No, oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, bottom line, I think it's. It's definitely smart of the New England Patriots to look at positions of strength and still say, you know what, there may be an opportunity to upgrade. And maybe that yep. is the case with the defensive, with the interior of the defensive line. Like I said, my uneasiness with this positional grouping is more to do with the future of guys that are in this line. Uh, you know, Gotchow obviously has the extension. We think he's going to be a part of yep. this interior for a good long time. Far more, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. They're still very yep. high on this kid, and they should be. But they should beyond be. that, yep. where are you going here for additional depth or additional stability, I should say? Roberts, Aquale, Davis, those are good role players, but I don't think any of them are long-term solutions. And Guy is really the wild card here. You know, what are they going to do with him this year? Is he still going to be a Patriot throughout the entire season? My gut tells me yes, but there's always a chance that the Patriots do something surprising. So, Pats fans, put your feelings in the comments below. Let us know what you think the Patriots' biggest need is on defense. Have they already addressed it? Is the defense pretty well intact, or are there still areas you feel the Patriots could use one or two additional bodies, or at least some additional clarity as to exactly what their plans are for the 2023 season. But, you know, Murph, it's always fun to talk about defense, but offense is what puts butts in the seats. And that's exactly what we're going to do here to close the show today on Locked On Patriots. What is the Patriots' biggest offensive depravity right now? Where do they need to go in order to ensure that Mac Jones has all the weapons he needs to succeed? Or is that where they need to start? Murph and I are going to talk about that in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Pats fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, tomorrow here on Locked On Patriots, we're going to be discussing our rookies once again. Rookie draft picks, health concerns, all of that. We're going to be discussing that right here on Locked On Patriots. So make sure to stay locked into Locked On Patriots for all of the latest and to ensure that you get your episode as soon as it's available. But today, we are talking about potential Patriots deficiencies. What areas of the roster are still a concern now that the 2023 NFL Draft is in the books? And to do so, we've got the legend himself, Connor Murphy Fisto. Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports joins me here today. And Murph, we talked a lot about the defense in the first segment. You mentioned free safety, probably the biggest glaring omission on this roster right now. I talked a little bit about my uneasiness regarding the interior of the defensive line, but we've arrived at the time that I think a lot of people uh, have been waiting for, and that is offensive deficiencies. Uh, This is a team that did not finish well (laughs) offensively in 2022. They've made a lot of upgrades to their coaching staff. I think that's a big part of it. Some will make the argument that they have not made sufficient upgrades to their offense in order to be competitive in the AFC. I think they have, but I still think there's areas that are in need of improvement. When you look at this team first, bud, what is your biggest need for improvement on the Patriots roster? What area of the offense still concerns you most? The offensive line, specifically offensive tackle. And we talked about putting butts in seats. What puts in t- butts in seats more than a right tackle? Um, 
<laughs> I know Beautiful. you all. Got, I love it. You guys all wanted me to come out and say third down back or or slot receiver or something to that. No, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy there. I'm not thrilled with the fact that you know uh, they they didn't take somebody uh, that that I really we're, we're not gonna, we're we're not going to go back. But no, it's offensive <laughs> tackle. Okay, and and right if I hear Isaiah Wynn's name one more time, I think I'm going to scream. You know, um, you know, Mr. Wonderful has not gotten his bag of cash and is still out there. And if one more person DMs me and says, Murph, why don't they just bring back when I am? I'm going to jump off a bridge. Please. We don't want that, folks. We do not want that. So keep Murph out of the DMs. Do not mention Isaiah Wynn any longer because uh, uh, Mondays would just fall apart here on Locked On Patriots. You know, to say nothing of the fact that I would miss the man. It's, uh, you know, the bigger impact would be, the, you know, the loss to Lockdown Patriots. But bottom line, folks, <laughs> all kidding aside, um, I happen to agree with you. Uh, I think that this team right now, in terms of a true offensive tackle, is not very well equipped in terms of no. the future, especially. I mean, Riley Rafe, Calvin Anderson are going to come in. They're going to get their chance, I think, to compete. Right now, if you asked me today to make a decision I would probably say Riley Reef gets to start out of anybody that they have on this roster. But yeah. that's not to say that Connor McDermott's not going to get his opportunities. Um, I think City Sow is going to get his opportunities to start right. there. We've heard a lot about the fact that the Patriots view him as a potential tackle. Um, that makes some sense to me, especially the way that he plays. Yep. I think they could go that direction. Um, I am in full agreement with you that I don't think they move Michael Wainu over to no. tackle, um, especially with why, him entering why, contract yeah. year. I think that's yeah. the biggest, uh, you know, that was, um, that evidence was, right there. That was, that was problem one last year with the yeah. flip-flopping around. Okay. Right. That, that completely threw a monkey wrench into everything. And, and to this year, I really don't think that bill wants to weaken two spots. Mm. Okay. There's, there's, they're finding a better right guard on this planet uh, is would be a really difficult situation. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I would really love to see him tied up for another three years here in, in new England. But uh, no, I, 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 I'm not borrowing from Peter to pay Paul here. Yeah, exactly. And you'd be taking away one of the highest graded linemen on this team when right. it comes to pro football focus, but also I think their most complete lineman right now. And I think he settled into a spot that Shaq Mason held here for a number of years. Right guard is a very important position, folks. I know tackles get the glamour because they're yep. they're sealing the edges, they're protecting the quarterback. But if you don't have solid play in the interior at the guard positions, uh, you're going to fall apart, and you're going to fall apart quick. One of the reasons yep. why Joe Tooney was so beloved here at left guard is because of the way he played that position. I think Michael Wainu on the right side is equally as valuable, and I think it's only going to make Cole Strange an even better left guard right. this season coming up. Uh, Murph, let's stay on the offensive line for a moment because there are rumblings out there. We've heard them, uh, social media mostly. Not a whole lot of evidence to back this up, but uh, supposedly AFC representatives will be kind representatives. I think is the word we should use. Uh, wouldn't sure. be gentlemen. It wouldn't be gentlemanly of no. me to, uh, to uh, use other words to describe it. Um, that's that's are questioning are questioning what the future of David Andrews is going to be in the, on this team, especially with Jake Andrews being selected. You got yep. Cody Rusey on this team. 
Got guys like Jason Hines, Andrew Stuber that could possibly come in and play a little bit of center. James Ferentz can do it. Um, a lot of people are wondering what this means. Um, your gut reaction to this, because from what I'm hearing, uh, there's not a whole lot of base to any nope. question about what David Andrews is going to do, especially this year. I don't think there should be. No, David Andrews is going to come and he's going to ball out. Right. What Bill did in the draft was just make sure that uh, he had a suitable backup for David, if he went down, if he, if by, for some reason, uh, was short a center, he, he wasn't going to be calling on somebody that, that, uh, couldn't step up when the next man up came up. Okay. He's not moving a guard over to play center. He wants somebody that, that has squatted in the mud, had his hand on a ball, can, uh, look across the line and, and make the calls that a center has to make. And I think he, he, address that in the draft yeah he did especially with jake andrews and how do you yep. like that now, you think i'm good with my alliteration bill loves continuity folks found yep. a guy with the same last name you right. don't even have to change anything the jersey can be swapped well no you can't do that the numbers i understand but well, you now, now, bill now loves we continuity. gotta put a first initial on 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 jerseys That's that is true yep yep <laughs> yep Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Well, you got enough Joneses on the team. Yeah. You might as well start packing the offense yep. with Andrews. But that's it. Bottom they, they line. Up, they got all these extra extra letters just to throw there, you know, for the Joneses last year. And you gotta buy twenty-four of them, people. You can't you can't get them in a set of twelve. You can't No, you three. can't. Absolutely. You, can't. you gotta yep. buy them, you gotta buy them a set of twenty-four. Yep. You, and, you buy um, the jerseys, you gotta buy the numbers. It's like <laughs> hot dogs and hot dog buns. They're a little off, but you've got to buy the bigger package in order to satisfy the full amount. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> okay. By no. law, I have to. I have to bring this up. If somebody mentions hot dogs, it's not a sandwich. If I come to your house and you offer me a sandwich, and I say sure, and you bring me a hot dog. You <laughs> Thank you very much, folks. Good night. We appreciate all of your support here on Locked On Patriots. No, I'm only kidding. I am only, only kidding. Uh, but look, bottom line, you're you know you're absolutely right when it comes to um, uh, to the uh, the center position. I don't believe Andrews is going anywhere. I don't believe either Andrews is going anywhere. No. Jake is definitely the future. They're going to groom him for this. David is not getting any younger. He's had his health issues in the past. I love David Andrews. He's not Thank going you. to play forever, nope. folks. So. I think you're looking at the next couple of years of him trying to prepare Jake to have that uh, yeah. baton handed off. And in the meantime, you will see him in situational football. And right. if David does go down, you do have a solid guy to come in to be able to uh, shoulder the load for Ferenc a little bit. Ferenc might be gone. Okay. Yeah, Ferenc might be gone Ferenc or might the be squatter. Gone. Yeah. We've got we've got it. We've got a lot of freaking. We've got a lot of guards, and now we've got a dedicated center. So you may see names like Ferenc gone. Mm -hmm. That's a possibility. Uh, Yannick Adjust is someone that I've been trying to yeah, drum up all, here for a number yeah. of years. I, I think that situation may have uh, reached its pinnacle. Uh, I think the Patriots brought some of these guys back in the initial wave of free agency in case the draft board didn't right. fall the way they wanted it to. It did. And I think the Patriots got the offensive line help they're looking for. Adding guys like Rafe, like, um, like you know, Anderson, City Sow, of course, in yep. the draft. And, uh, you know, we're forgetting Anto uh, Antonio Mafi. He's going to be someone yeah. that is going to be very now, much uh, now, a part of this as well. Right. Now, there's somebody that we're talking about, you know, while we're talking about a right tackle that um, I'm not sure I could go in and take snaps. I'm not sure how much how much tackle he played in college. Do you know, Mike? 
uh, sparingly. His ex- his yeah. experience is much more in the uh, interior. Right. If he's going to play tackle, he's got to shed a little bit of weight. And I, yeah. I, you know, and here I am, like you know, that's that's really not very. It's kind of disingenuous coming from someone that looks like we don't get paid to be at the same time. That's true. That is true. But at the same time, in order for him to man that position, especially on the right side, you're going to need to shed right. a little bit. He's going to have to get a little bit more athletic. That could be a possibility. The Patriots may work with him. He may come into camp leaner, meaner, and ready to roll because he does have the athleticism, folks. Look at some of the tape on Moppy. That's why Murph and yeah. I were so enamored with this kid right. when everyone was sending in mock drafts and Moppy kept showing up on them. We kept applauding that decision and really liking it because of the athleticism we kept seeing from him at this position. So that could be interesting as well. I do think he's more of a situational rotational guard, maybe with their eye on the future if Awainu does indeed decide that he's going to find greener pastures uh, elsewhere. And by green, I mean, yeah, I mean, that large bag that's waiting for him somewhere um, and well-deserved. He's he's had a tremendous uh, tenure here in New England, and we hope it's going to be the Patriots that are going to give that to him. But I don't know. They're stacking the line pretty well here. It's not not looking. We we could have fixed all this with Cody Mosh. You know, (laughs) if they grabbed Mosh in in where I wanted, I had a better draft than Bill. And Bill had a good draft. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. They were all no, there. They were all there, yep. right, right where I wanted them pick. They were all there. Exactly. And you had the chance. The <laughs> chance was there. Everything was there. Murph is still in mourning over Darnell Washington, folks. Oh. But you know what? Bottom line, that leads me quite nicely into my final question for you. Because again, we wouldn't be doing our jobs here on Locked On Patriots unless we addressed the skill positions. Murph, wide receiver, third down back, tight end. Which one of these do the Patriots still need to address? to give Matt Jones adequate weapons heading into 2023. You know, I, I'm really not sure. Probably a third a third down back, you mm-hmm. know, if if you really wanted one. I am not in love with James Robinson. I mm-hmm. like him, but I'm not in love. With, let's see what uh, Pierre Strong can do um, this summer in camp. Maybe he, he can step up into it. But I had that guy too, didn't I? I had you that did. guy too. And now he ended would've... up going on, you know, he ended up yeah. getting – you know, almost being Mr. Irrelevant, but he's going to go play with his dad. And that's uh, that's my man, Deuce Vaughn. I would have loved mm-hmm. to have seen him here. But, yeah, it, it's third down back. It, it's that guy that we have always been so um, uh, able to count on over yeah. the past 15 years, 20 years of this franchise. Um, you know, and and. He, he, he was Mr. White all over again, just a little bit tinier. And I couldn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't ask for for a lot for Christmas, Bill. I didn't. I would have been happy with just just that the one kid, just the, the, the one little toy that came with the bat, all the batteries included. And that was Deuce Vaughn. But it, it's it's yeah, it's it's the third down back. We'll see how that shakes out. I would have been a little happier, a little more stable back there with at least two guys that could come in on third down and uh, give uh, Stevenson that blow that we all know that he needs because he is a, he is a three down back, you know, mm-hmm. there, you know, if you can give him a down off here and there, maybe we'll, we'll sort this stuff out and he's back in there a third down and gives people a little more pause as to what's going to happen. And I can see that too. Um, but no, that guy that you can depend on uh, on third down to go and move the chains and get you that eight yards when you're pinned back there. Mm. 
Folks, stay tuned in uh, holiday time where Murph will give his rendition of All I Want for Christmas is Deuce. That's going to be available on all streaming platforms. No, I'm kidding, folks. Um, I think you make an interesting point, but I will counter that point by saying, do you think that Ty Montgomery can step up into that role? A lot of people forget he's still on this roster. Yeah. Obviously, an injury-riddled uh, 2022 prevented him from ever seeing the field, but yeah. the Patriots had high hopes for this kid. Is this someone he that can carry that load? He, he, I, I'm not sure how much of a load he can carry coming off the injury plague season that he had last year. Mm. Uh, it, 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 It's a nice thought, and I would like it to work out. I'm just a little more of a uh, – um, you're down to three eggs. Let's see if we let's pick up another dozen while we're at the we're, while we're at the store, just in case, you know, somebody decides to make an omelet before you make cookies that night. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, very, very true uh, when it comes to that. And Montgomery, you know, he's always interesting to, uh, you know, to talk about. I think that especially, uh, you know, with the time that he had with the Ravens, the time that he had yep. with the Saints, especially. Um, I know a lot of people had some uh, high hopes for this kid because he really looked like he was coming into his own during camp last year and then suffering the injury and not being able to see, uh, you know, the season. It's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back and what yep. he's got left in the tank. If he doesn't and he's not able to carry the load, uh, then I agree with you. And that third down back could be something to come back and bite them. Folks, Whatever I know, I'm happy with. I am. Yeah. I, I was I was happy. I was happy with the with the draft picks they made, the the dice rolls, and I was, you know, more than happy going into this draft as as you saw in my mock draft. I didn't pick I didn't pick a wide receiver. I didn't pick a a, a pass catcher. I, I grabbed a tight end, but but other than that, I didn't get that slot guy that everybody wanted. I'm happy with this group. I think if the offensive line can give Mac the time that he needs, that these guys can give you the 32 points a game that you're all searching for. Mm, absolutely. And I agree with you. I think that I was satisfied with what they did at wide receiver. I'm a little higher on Keishon Butte than some. Some are very high right. on him. Some are really uh, high. You know, he's really, really high on him. think he has a first-round talent. He very well could when we see him on the field. So far, things are falling into line. He's the first rookie to sign his draft uh, deal. Yep. Um, you know, it's – those Eager are little get signs – those are the signs that you want to look yep. for. And if he's serious about rehabilitating his image and really being able to come back from a tough injury, uh, then I think Keishon Buda has the opportunity to do yep. so. And at tight end, I think that the Patriots have their two guys this year. I think Hunter Henry is a an extension candidate. Um, I think you may see him in New England for the long term. I think out of the two, he and Jonu Smith, Hunter is the guy they want to zero in on. Gusecki has a good season. All of a sudden, you may see him come back. Right. And don't sleep on Scotty Washington. I think he no. may be a very sneaky, good call. sneaky um, possibility to get that third tight end role. I know everybody's yep. assuming that it's going to go to Matt Sokol. I think the Patriots no. see a lot in Scotty. I think there's a lot of athleticism, blocking ability. <clears throat> this kid has it, and I think he could be someone that could make this roster uh, in a pinch. So, folks, tell us where we went wrong or where we went right. What are your offensive concerns? Where do the Patriots need to make a slight upgrade? in order to make sure that they remain in contention in what is going to be a very difficult division and a very difficult conference overall. Murph and I love to have our ex uh, fun at the expense of some other teams, but this is a stacked yeah, conference have this your year. fun at our expense. It's going to be we a lot of fun. mind. <laughs> Just don't talk about our mothers. We, That's right. Other than that, we're fine. <laughs> But in all actuality, folks, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to spend with us here on Locked On Patriots today. 
But what can I say? It may not have been Mock Draft Monday, but it's still a blast here on Locked on Murph mm-hmm. Monday. And don't forget, watch for the hashtag Mailbag Monday because yep. we will be instituting that very shortly to get your thoughts, your questions, your concerns answered all right here on Locked on Patriots. But before I let you go, my friend, the floor is yours. Please let everyone know where they can find you, what you have coming out this week from the great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy, as always. Well, uh, one Patriots place has taken the week off. We we got this week off. Um, we're going to sit back and reboot. But, of course, you can find all my writing over at E2GSports.com. I got a nice little piece up there on Kenley Jansen that dropped yesterday. Uh, thank you all for checking that out already. 2,000 hits in a, in a single day. Not too not too shabby. Not too shabby. Good on you people. Good, good on you people. And uh, uh, other than that, you know, I, I might be back here later on during the week. Who knows? Oh, there's a very distinct possibility that could happen, folks. We know you love your Murph, and if you do, keep a sharp eye out on that feed. That's why it's so important that you download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts, especially on YouTube, so you do not miss an episode. And, of course, a definite big shout-out and much love to all of you everydayers out there. You continue to make Locked On Patriots what it is, and you continue to give us inspiration to make it everything it could be and it should be. And we will continue to work in terms of giving you the best quality content that we possibly can here on Locked On Patriots. And in the meantime, thank you for your loyalty. On behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, I'm Mike DeBate. Stay safe, stay well, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you again here tomorrow on Locked On Patriots. It's not a sandwich. It's not. Nope.